What's up, everyone? This is Anto Philip, and I'm the CEO and co-founder at Under 25. Today, I woke up, and guess what I'm doing? I'm at Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing with Abhay Dandekar, and you're going to have a blast listening to this. Yeah. My name is Abhay Dandekar, and I share conversations with talented and interesting individuals linked to the global Indian and South Asian community. It's informal and informative, adding insights to our evolving cultural expressions, where each person can proudly say, trust me, I know what I'm doing. Hi, everyone. On this episode, a conversation with the CEO and co-founder of the Under 25 Universe, Anto Philip. Stay tuned. The youth are our future and the future is now. So I've recently been asking myself about what it feels like to be a young global citizen right now, where natural optimism and exuberance are often kept muzzled and in check, and why? Of course, speaking of optimism and exuberance, thank you for listening and sharing it with your friends and family, for rating, downloading, and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts, and for following us on the socials at Dr. Abhaydandikar. So in thinking about youth who are beginning an exploration into a life of global citizenship, often as students, there seem to be important and additive layers that help build self-assurance, preserve optimism, and create an empowerment to enter societies and economies with fresh knowledge and experience. But to help find these layers quickly in a democratized, scaled, and sustainable way, you need to at least have an understanding and even a conceptual disruption of what current institutional frameworks are, and an imagination to charge youth with energy, positive reinforcement, and accelerators to successfully, well, be themselves. Anto Philip, the co-founder and CEO of the Under 25 Universe, is among those who's trying to build this framework of responsible progress and empowerment within India's student community across media, tech, and live events. Anto's been relentlessly seeking to unlock the grand potential of youth by simply taking them seriously. The Under 25 Universe operates to build youth culture, galvanize student leadership, and impact the student wallet. Combining data, art, storytelling, social media, entrepreneurship, and innovation, Anto and the Under 25 Universe are building a culture through values and customs that prioritize curiosity, exploration, and enabling without the common labels of age and personality avatars. We had a chance to catch up and chat, and it was nearly impossible not to be magnetically drawn to Anto's enthusiasm and passion. I'm overjoyed. Like I said, uh, I woke up with one word this morning, ecstatic. <laughs> and uh, I promised to bring that energy through this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have an exuberance and an excitement about you to galvanize and harness momentum, particularly when not only just the substrate of people and populations that you're dealing with are youth, but the external microscope on youth is so strong from so many different layers and so many different angles. Is that exuberance and that excitement, has this always come easy for you? What a beautiful question. I think let me just share a quick story. I was in college, I think um, seven years back, I graduated. I, I was I was that student who was extremely, extremely passionate about what happened outside of the classroom. And what I mean by that is 
I grew up as a student who enjoyed, okay, this is the classroom. There's a lot of learning, science, math, you know, social science. Great. Everything is amazing. I'm going through my books and I write my exams. I don't see, you know, myself in, in that narrative, right? Like I, I, I did what I had to do. Even yeah. growing up, I mean, from my first grade, I would be the kid who'd be like, oh, there is a chocolate picking competition. I'll go pick chocolate. So there's a this, whatever, whatever. And I'll go to the whatever <laughs> and do the whatever. <laughs> and and every anything under the sun. And, you know, I'd, I'd give a lot of credit to church and, and community and everything that happened with that, which also made me feel like I participate. And with active participation, I realized, you know, today it's looked down upon this word, but I would say it with so much self-conviction. I was irrationally optimistic. I am irrationally optimistic. I want to be irrationally optimistic. The reason why I say that is because this story leads to a very integral point in my life. I spent a lot of time outside of the classroom. My, my parents, I mean, I was in every, every debate, every quiz, every this, every that. And I grew an unfair amount of advantage in myself, right? Like I, I, I just had a lot more flavor or a lot more layers uh, to the person that I was because of my these unique experiences. And I almost felt like it's a criminal offense that the rest of the country's young people don't like are not celebrated or there is no assessment outside of that, you know, academic excellence. And I said, my academic excellence didn't give me the layers. It gave me the curiosity and the depth, but the layers of understanding that and playing across and oscillating across those levels of, of learning and consciousness only comes when you actively participate very consistently. And that it was my optimism. The optimism to say that I can't be the only one who believes yeah. uh, this is a reality. You know, you learn a lot more outside of the classroom than within the classroom. I happen to be born in the world's youngest population. You know, I'm blessed with parents who gave me education. What have I had to complain? I'm irrationally optimist, optimistic about a generation. Yeah. I'm irrationally optimistic about youngsters. I'm irrationally optimistic about how young India is going to be at the forefront of that evolution, of, of that, that moment. Tell me one thing. First off, it's, it's not a surprise that if you feel this way, the first thing, the question that you probably ask is, well, why doesn't everybody feel this way, right? It's like, you know, it's a natural. You have no idea. Right? You have no idea. Um, it baffles me. Yeah, of course. And I wonder, though, if someone whose optimism is abound and they are so self-realized like that, does it lend itself for others around you to sometimes not maybe take you seriously? Absolutely. And that's my one liner. In fact, uh, the only reason why I'm an irrational optimist was because if I had to rationalize my optimism, but nobody was rationalizing it with me. So I, it, it got really hard to be taken seriously. In fact, I think that's going to be a lifelong pursuit to be taken seriously. And what I mean by seriously is young people and students. And let's break that into two categories. Young Being young is cultural and, and, and driven by mind and spirit much more than body of work. But being a student is driven by body of work much more than, you know, mind and spirit. And what I mean by that is you, you're a ro role player as a student, but you are in a phase of life as a youngster. And it, it coincides. I'm, I'm, sure. I'll, let me unpack, you know, what the single question that I had as I set out on this journey. I said, I am a student 
and if i'm the first student of this realization of this learning of this whatever insight what does it take for a student to be taken seriously and mm-hmm. i will you know post qualify three parts of that which is taking a student seriously student here being anyone who's academically enrolled in a, you know a course or a, or or a career path sure and being taken seriously here means not seriousness in terms of oh i get students or you know colleges will give you right education or all of that i say seriousness here means being an economic contributor to the economy by active participation should not be delayed until you graduate because yeah. i i feel like young people are capable much more than the people who are building for young people can ever build for them It, it, i i believe that it's in my system to know that because i am the first student to ask that question to myself mm-hmm. what does it take to be taken seriously and i think if you don't have money in your wallet and if you don't have you know agency in in an economy uh, that's when you're not taken seriously and i think if we can build a student economy or a youth economy that has that kind of relevance and and, and impact not just by attention which is our eyeballs but by actual means of contribution economic contribution i think uh, there will be a day when young people will be or me as a first student will be taken seriously you know uh, because those numbers everybody gets <laughs> well and and in that way it's hard it, first off it's great and valuable to unpack that it's harder i think for institutions to come to that conclusion automatically so there's some obvious change making that your you and your teams are are in fact venturing upon in that same vein because the pace of change from generation to generation is so rapid and especially for the last 5 to 10 years does it harder to make that vision more of an evergreen one one that's lasting or is the does the skeptic who's around there say that well you know this is lovely but in 3 years this will all be different absolutely you know i think a great way to you know for me to have made sense of that moment in my life is that and what's the game here are you a medium yeah. player or a matter player right what's the game one can play as many games and i'm not judgmental to any game i mean hear me out on this there is no right or wrong game period it's the game that works for you it's the game that drives you out of the bed it's the game that you know gets you into the playing field every single day and whatever that is you know so be it so that you can you know sleep at night with that conviction and and that happiness and if that is you know how i'd call a game and then you know i had to look at myself and say what kind of a player are you what's the court i'm on and what game am i playing and i'd said so anto it's it's pretty straightforward you know what do you want like do you want to be the best filmmaker of all time or is film a tool or do you want to build, become the best app builder of all time then or you know is app just a tool or do you want to build a festival and so on and so forth right and then if all of these are tools and all of these were mediums of of massive disruption and scale and opportunity matter never changes albert einstein still relevant you know or like you know thousands of 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 people who've built it based on matter which in this case essentially means what 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 what's at the core what's first principle that you will stand by for the test of time or rather yeah. want to impact or insightfully analytically you know work towards to build a tectonic shift to have a movement in the plane of the earth you need to have 
that amount of conviction and first principle that that drives you much beyond the medium so i think disruption will continue to happen at every minute of i think you know this journey of my life across every medium that has ever existed uh, you know words are only like recently invented i mean if you look at evolution at large so uh, right. before that people communicated through sounds and i think that's not ever going to change but if you know something stood the test of time um, it stood yeah. because it it was heavily ingrained in a lived experience that had you know complete conviction and i thought the game here was you know to stand the test of time and my matter we said matter over medium uh, like i said the what does it take to take the students seriously and for them to be taken seriously we need to be able to show the world student change making power and i think that uh, you know can surpass any medium any disruption anything that ha happens ever because all of them becomes tools to showcase uh, how you stand the test of time with respect to student change making power well trying to be transcendent in that yes. way and yeah. you know let that let that actually pervade no matter what generation, yes. no matter what population, or no matter what community is looking at that. You're listening to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. After a quick break, we'll come back to our conversation with Anto Philip. Stay tuned. Conversation. It's the antidote to apathy and the catalyst for relationships. I'm Abhay Dandekar, and I share conversations with global Indians and South Asians, so everyone can say, trust me, I know what I'm doing. New episodes weekly, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi, this is Madhuri Dixit, and you're listening to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing with Abhay Dandekar. Welcome back to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. Let's rejoin our conversation now with CEO and co-founder of the Under 25 Universe, Anto Philip. You mentioned sort of a shared experience, and I'm curious about one thing. You know, past generations under 25, my generation, generations before and after mine and yours, they've navigated through various cultural accelerators and even trauma and major accelerators in trauma, right? Whether that be technology, whether it be war, whether it be economic hardship or, or great times, but they were often shared human experiences that everybody maybe went through at the same time, at the same pace, with the same outlook depending on their circumstances. Is that harder to accomplish in a digital era where both connectivity and singular unique experiences are so diverse and so prevalent and for that matter, so democratized? Wow. What, you know, what I love about it is the, the questions are so beautifully in line with my obsession in the few last few months and years of of how i've been thinking at looking at you know yeah. one has to frame life to have some pov otherwise it's it's wild west um <laughs> chaos yeah it's chaos so i mean these are these are some of the moments of, of framing for myself and that sort of allowed me to have some amount of deeper conviction or rather you know trust in trust me i know what i'm doing moment <laughs> is the is the idea that like how people connect and develop human relationships forms in some ways their shared bond and their shared experience. But, you know, in a digital platform, in a digital era, everyone's experience with this can be quite unique and quite separate and in yeah. parallel as opposed to, uh, yeah. you know, collectively together. Absolutely. So the one liner that I would lead with in, in that realm is, you know, by and large, I think what's going to happen 
to all generations moving forward and the generation of present and the generation of the past was three massive encounters. Uh, the encounters are in self, surrounding and sensation. You encounter yourself a lot more quicker in this generation than any generation, than any generational development that has ever happened. By sheer means, it's not our madness or it's not like, whoa, we were geniuses or none, none of that. It's because of evolution. Evolution has led for hyper-connectivity today. And hyper-connectivity has led to whatever, you know, digital experiences having same amount of emotional baggage that a physical experience or emotional euphoria as, a, you know, a physical experience would have ever had. And thereby, these experiences are happening at ridiculously fast pace, which means you are also encountering yourself a lot more than any other generation has ever encountered the self. And, but sure. the faculties of any system that's ever built around us has never built for that kind of encounter of self that quickly, including parenting, including everything, right? Like thousand things yeah. are not prepared for that kind of encounter of self. And the second is encounter with the surrounding, which means with that kind of hyper awareness and that kind of also feeling and sensing and believing and, and, you know, you know, instant gratification and, and, you know, your, all of that creates your surrounding. So your surrounding is also very different from the surrounding of, of, you know, any other generation. And I think mm. thereby the self interacting with the surrounding is drastically different. And again, sure. nobody is prepared for that interaction. And I'm not saying this is only unique to this generation. It's literally every right. evolutionary journey is going to be like this. But yeah. I think the pace, the momentum, the, the dynamic, the approach, the mediums, everything are equally growing with that evolution because the self is creating it. So you will see a lot more mental health hospitals than physical health hospitals leading forward in yeah. the next decade. Uh, you will see. And these are all by just by nature of evolution, these need to exist because the encounter self is so crazy. Oh my God, I, I, I feel so much. And then I'm in that feeling with the world, but if I feel so much and participate and I have this about everything, then how can I be a part of the surrounding? So then you have some amount of learning to say that this is my behavior or this is my attitude towards life. Then from there, you go into sensation, which is all sensory, all senses are equally participating. And I think for the first time, the, the uh, youngster's life is so sensory um, across all six senses, both emotionally and physically. For everybody who's, you know, literally wondering, Anto, what do you do and why are you talking about all of these things? You sound so esoteric. The reason why, you know, I have reached this realm is because that's just me as a first student of the under 25 universe. Walk in, take a student seriously, walk into a college, sit them down, treat them like an adult and have this conversation. They will blow your mind a little more than I have blown my <laughs> blown your mind. I promise that is a reality. I live amidst that reality, but that is only my frame. And I'm requesting the whole world to see young people like that. They are the center of this evolution, not the other way around. I have a, I have a question that sort of centers somewhat on that. Yeah. Does the success of building a system of values and culture around what you just said, those customs, those idioms that are trying to work in that framework, once that attracts youth, does that ever imply that their parents, communities, institutions in some ways are failing? 
to build a culture and value and system that uh, that you're talking about. Absolutely. And, you know, we cannot this the 100% truth about where we are today is we cannot prescribe and we can't be prescriptive to a generation that has finally come across three layers of evolution that is immediate which means my grandparents were were prioritizing survival my parents are prioritize were prioritizing security and you know here comes a generation which is all about attitude and which is all about choice and you know you can choose what you want you can expression you know expression yeah. and it is highly individual and you know, it's surrealism meeting hyperrealism meeting self. So you are ranged out in encounters. You are so, uh, you are going from point A to point B so regularly, much more regularly than many other people would have gone or many other generations would have gone because of hyperconnectivity. And which is why digital is explosive, which is why, uh, you know, connections are, you know, the strand of connection is a lot more thinner than the connection physically but can we build yeah. cultures around you know responsible progress can we give you know tools for them to have self-discovery and thereby conviction as opposed to telling this is right or wrong can we celebrate confusion instead of you know romanticizing clarity can we also sure. say it's a cosmic journey so you know laugh at yourself as much as you want to be you know the legend of all time so the duality is is supposed to be celebrated as opposed to looked at as Oh my God, like, you know, I'm here to happiness for happiness or, you know, I'm here for this outcome or that outcome. It's, it sounds like a, a incredible journey of self-realization for our youth. I, I'm curious about one thing, and that is as the great almost solidifying of the self and that self-realization happens for our youth at a much quicker pace, does it mean perhaps that the sense of community that they develop is a little bit more fragile and a little bit more fleeting in that matter, because it's so powerful for the self and the, and the individual. Does it mean that it's easier to weave in and out of tribes and communities and, and, yeah. and those kinds of net networks and relationships are perhaps become more fragile because of that strong self? Yeah. I have a data-driven answer for that and, uh, you know, a, a, a vision-based answer for that, which is, you know, I, I was hoping but, you would say that. Yeah, right. <laughs> the data-driven answer is they are going to go in and inner and out and outer, which means they will, they can, I mean, young people can go really deep now into oneself and yeah. thereby have a significant amount of self-conviction for even to invest themselves in a community so deeply that their active participation might just, uh, you know, be a thousand times more than any community that they would have ever participated in, which means student clubs are going to become let's say, decentralized autonomous organizations in itself. And that itself will have a significant amount of ownership and provenance and impact and so on and so forth. That is data driven to say that 100% richer connections are, and communities are going to exist in, in this generation. Mm -hmm. But also the, the generational growth has allowed us to say that you don't have to be one thing. So uh, the the range of your in, in, in investment in a community or your uh, depth or a, a certain, I call it a subculture, or any of these, you know, communities that you're a part of will vary. So there will be a, a, a student who has thousand, you know, um, or like, you know, um, a, a young person who's so deep in their community that nobody can debate that versus also participate as a same 
person in another community as just a bystander, uh, in another community yeah. as the one who just, you know, is going to the next one. And this range will keep going on. And I think what I'm trying to say is there will be a very rich community experience and thereby it is going to be accepted in this generation to have many me's as opposed to just, you know, have this individual creation of self, which is just one role player. Anto Philip, the engineer, yeah. Anto Philip, the whatever, right? Like as opposed right. to Anto Philip, the empath, Anto Philip, the, uh, you know, the one who likes the to ambivert, talk. The, yes, amb yeah. is the so on and so forth, the introvert, the this, the right. that, the ambiverted yeah. introvert and, and the permutations right. and combinations of all of that and everything is going to exist. And I'm so excited to, for the world to see that. You're listening to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. After a quick break, we'll come back to our conversation with Anto Philip. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Richa Morjani, and you're listening to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing with Abhay Dandikar. Welcome back to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. Let's rejoin our conversation now with CEO and co-founder of the Under 25 Universe, Anto Philip. I'm listening to you speak and I'm listening to this dialogue and in my head I'm thinking in the past and even in the present, thought leaders and innovators who are have a great feel for the temperature mm -hmm. of the mm -hmm. culture and especially for youth culture or they maybe even have an excellent barometer for kind of understanding the needs and the gaps and the strengths of a community. Um, you know, you mentioned this just now, how, mu how much of this for you is instinct versus data gathering versus rapid testing and iteration? Um, is, is a lot of this kind of relearning on the fly? Is it uh, also just sort of like, nope, I, I know I have conviction. This is the way that I think it's gonna go. I think beautiful question, one line answer, I urge for everyone, this is from my team, also for every student in our universe, also for every thought leader in the world, to look at life yeah. from the POV right now, to actually appreciate duality as hybrids, right? Uh, 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 you know, I don't think that we're going to have a digital world. I don't think we're going to have a physical yeah. world. I don't think, you know, it's going to be data driven. I don't think it's going to be only intuitive. I, you know, these are all extremes. I urge for everybody to be uh, analytical artists. Um, sure. What I mean by that is, um, you know, follow primarily follow your intuition and then back that up with analysis and then, you know, use that analysis to deeper the intuition and there and, and it's a full fledged process, which means every time you have new insight, you want to back it up with more amount of, of depth, but with active participation. So then you are yeah. proving what you are believing by delivery, not by uh, intuition not by, uh, you know, art, you know, yeah. artists are esoteric and, 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 you know, because they range in their level of consciousness and they're awesome, but, you know, an artist is not looked at as, you know, business or, you know, transaction or this or that. And, you know, what percentage are you growing and how much of the paint are you using in your art? And I think that's very different in approach. I said, that's the, the, turning pro approach. So when you turn pro, you are looking at every detail, every data, every touch point, everything just to make yourself move with a dance uh, with a little more finesse uh, in, in, in your approach. And I think once you gather that level of, of, of you know, hybridness, 
you just yeah. start appreciating everything a little more and because yep. you're looking at life from that lens as opposed to one you know intuitive lens or one analytical lens i thinking about that right do you ever fear that the system and the design and the culture that you're building or this under 25 universe that you're helping to shape do you ever fear it itself becoming more of a centralized institution absolutely i think you know that's the only way evolution can really happen i think some days some kid will be 1000 times smarter than i ever was in understanding everything that i have current access to and that kid will yeah. say hey this is the institution that built all of these things and let's you know you know try and put them to test so that you know we can now be better than that and i think as it should be and i think uh, every student sh- should have the chance to want to have better and as i did and as i wanted and i went out on this quest and if that's given me a smile on my face and if that's what is going to help another student to look at it and say i want to do better so be it and i want to celebrate and appreciate it and i'm not at the this is not a game based on fear it's a game based on love and i want to and i prioritize this to say that let's operate with love and care as opposed to fear and anger i'm a big fan of daniel pink who's this master writer on motivation and he talks about the workforce being motivated by autonomy and mastery and purpose, you know, a sense of purpose, at least, you know, many of the levers that are generated in the work environment basically are relevant to wealth and power. So Mm -hmm. from that end, who gets to own this movement? Is there still a consumer someplace? Is there still a producer someplace? Are those stakeholders out there in an open market? Or is the vision a lot more democratized than that I'm characterizing? I love it. Decentralization at scale is a it's a transformative process across so many layers of centralization. So we can't yeah. one can't say that you know overnight things are going to change. I think it's a mindset change. And what essentially is going to happen is regardless of us liking it or not, good or bad, things will get decentralized over a period of time. Only because by means of evolution, if you look at patterns, this is how it's always been. Uh, what's going to happen is that. The whole world is going to turn into a decentralized society, which is, you know, digitally existing and will have those many layers of of interaction as we would have had physically. And and thereby, if I have a blue tick and that gives me so much emotional value, then just imagine if I have a digital asset that that's grown by X amount of money, I'd be as euphoric and excited as buying a home at Burj Khalifa. Like, so what I'm trying to say is these are still individual emotions. I mean, you get what I'm saying? And that can be decentralized. For a DSOC to exist, you need a great layer of decentralized education in which you as a participant in the decentralized society will be growing. It's an ever growing, it's like a soul bound token, which is what I say, you know, yeah. you grow in this, in this DSOC as that citizen with that, uh, you know, level of, 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 you know, your participation, everything documented on a verifiable blockchain, which you completely own, which nobody has access to. So nobody owns anything except for themselves. Yeah. That's the self. And everybody participates for more ownership in the identity that they are after or in the information that they are after, in the curiosity that they have exquisite interest in. And thereby, I think... Your equity equity is is hopefully building because of how much you're actually... How much knowledge or how much acquisition you're gaining. Yes, and how how much active participation is there. Thereby, so acts of service and acts of performance will define your 
you know relevance in a decentralized society and that will create its own status which will create the same problems that society has in what we are seeing today it will have its own governments it will have its own religion so it, we are not running away from being human i mean come on like we yeah. are still human beings <laughs> no matter right. what tool we use so nothing is going to essentially change everything is going yeah. to be exactly it just has new mediums sure thereby the problems we'll face is going to be so exciting that you know who owns it to be really honest every network participant owns it so thereby the turbulence is also that high because every network mm. participant says i own it <laughs> so right you get what i'm saying um, yeah, i do i do yeah. I, and i think there's there's some high value to that let me ask the inevitable question mm -hmm. how do you teach or steer or build a culture mm -hmm. of youth that feels comfortable with aging beautiful I, I always say that, you know, the only thing that we have to try and help a student understand is because a predominant part of your youth life is being a student and, you know, put into that box is that you're actually not going, you young and old are, you know, basically nothing different. You It's all, we are all boxing ourselves because of X, Y, and Z. And there will be no young and old. It's a student and a graduate or basically, are you a explorer or are you an enabler or yeah. you know that's what is going to happen and wherever you are an explorer you have to be young in emotion and wherever you are an enabler you have to be a pro at heart so you can allow every explorer to feel that so there is no young and old and the highest realm of this game it's an explorer and an enabler it's levels of yeah. that and you can be an explorer in one and enabler in another and it's not defined by age so aging sort of really takes a back seat uh, because curiosity, you know, takes uh, the forefront or, you know, how deep you're in that in, in that space of curiosity with the breadth of your participation, the depth versus breadth of that moment is your age in that curiosity. And thereby you're playing across, you're a student for life and you're also yeah. a pro for life. And so in which room are you a pro and in which room are you a student? And thereby that is your young and old of evolution. I love it. Someone who's experiencing your work and the journey of the under 25 universe, how do you hope they feel when they turn 26? Um, what do you hope their transformation in some ways is, is hitting them at? It's my real hope is because they have graduated from this universe, they become the biggest believers in the universe and thereby do thousand times more than what they would have done as a student because they understand the value of it. So what I mean by that is 70% of my team are under 25 graduates, people who've gone through our system, people have seen this evolution for themselves. So I feel like that's going to happen at scale and there will be more and more people who will just actively participate in the outer space. And that's what I say, that's the under 25 universe and that's the outer space. Your active participation in the universe is to enable everyone you know, who are there in the under 25 universe because you were once that and you got that. And so thereby, you know, what's the best way to give it. And we say, when you graduate, we say you should be defined by how much you give as opposed to how much you take. Yeah. Well, I think the exuberance and the excitement and the inspiration, frankly, is is creating lots and lots of universes out there that are, are absolutely making our youth better for it. Anto, Absolutely. thank you so much for spending some time with us. Uh, I'd love to do this again sometime soon. We have to do a lot more of this. And I promise I'm happy to continue this conversation, even if this was not a podcast, because guess what? 
it doesn't matter right uh, at the end of the day all that you know one needs to have is great conversations and conversations are art and as long as you know even if there are 10 people listening even if it's just the two of us it's equally impactful and powerful thanks so much anto and you can check out more at under25universe.com this month i'm in the middle of growing my mustache supporting men's cancer research and mental health resources through the movember foundation So if you have a chance, please check out some magical mustache photos and consider donating via the link in my Instagram bio. Till next time, I'm Abhay Narnikar.